Greetings, grave robbers. Welcome to Not the Television Graveyard. Yeah, so we actually already recorded an episode for this week. Mm-hmm. And then shortly after recording it, uh, SAG-AFTRA released some guidelines for podcasters and... Uh, we are. We want to be in solidarity with WGA and SAG-AFTRA, mm-hmm. and we essentially found that any watch and review or recap or watch along podcast is not in compliance with SAG-AFTRA strike. Yes. So uh, we are going to be tweaking format. Uh, we will not be covering. Uh, even even though we do stay doomed and we are doing exclusively struck productions, we would still be in non-compliance with SAG-AFTRA. Mm. And the consequence of this would actually be that uh, neither Noah nor I would ever actually be able to become SAG-AFTRA members in the future. And that's a door we are not willing to close on ourselves. Right. And I also want to say that we stand with them in their pursuit for justice and fair oh, I, work. I led with comp. that. Yeah. Uh, and with WGA as well. Yeah. Since we, t- since embarrassingly, we do not write these out in advance. Uh, we do not write this podcast. Yeah. So Could we you were, imagine if we, we were sat not, here and wrote out word for word what we said on this podcast? So this was not in non-compliance with uh, WGA. Uh, but this would be in non-compliance with SAG-AFTRA. Yeah. So what's Stay Doomed going to look like for the foreseeable future? Uh, it's going to be a little crazy. Uh, we are going to, at points, do experiential. Things yes. like our American Dream episode mm-hmm. or uh, our Imagination Unlimited Jim Henson exhibit episode. We may try to make it to the Disney 100 exhibit in Philadelphia and other similar things. Uh, so we might be doing some experiences that are based around pop culture. Uh, we may be doing some web-based productions that yes. are not uh, Screen Actors Guild or SAG After productions. And I believe we can go outside the country? Yes. So so perhaps another British show, or maybe we'll find some Australian stuff? Uh, we could also, I believe, look into game shows and talk shows. Oh, okay. They are under a different contract. I feel like talk shows are going to be tough because very few talk shows are like eight episodes. This is true. So it's going to be tough to find one of those. I'm sure there's one existed that got pulled after a few episodes. But uh, we, yeah, we don't know exactly what the game plan is because, as Laura said, we had just finished recording an episode. Because uh, we know we promised the episode on the quest. Let it be known. That episode will come out. Eventually. Yes. But unfortunately, it is not going to be coming out as scheduled. Yes. Uh, This is actually pushing back a lot of plans, uh, a lot of things that we had considered for uh, the five-year anniversary. We may be doing a five-year retrospective. Yes. uh, Just because that is a very easy way for us to uh, give you guys an episode, and often a good episode. We know the postmortems tend to be very Mm -hmm. popular. Yeah, the interesting, like, the thing that I'm concerned about, and, like, we'd have to go through, like, all the bylaws and things like that. One of the things I had scheduled for the 200 episode is let's do a tier list of every show we covered. I don't know if we can do that anymore. We might be able to do a tier list of the episode of Stay Doomed itself. 
Because we could we would be discussing the actual quality of our show and not the shows that we discussed. There's a lot of things that we're unsure about because this is new information to us, but we're going to do the best to make everything work out. Uh, yes, I uh, thank you to, uh, I believe it's the Star Wars Rebels podcast. Yeah, shout that, out to them. Uh, brought this to my attention. Uh, they tweeted about it and I saw it and went, uh-oh. And then I, I looked into it and... It's very interesting. sag After members can do podcasts still. So yeah. simply doing a podcast would not keep us in non-compliance with the strike. Uh, but it cannot be a watch and review of a struck production. Yes, because we don't want to promote going to watch that show. Uh, so we have been considering doing an episode about the strike and about the 2007-2008 writer strike. Uh, I would say that is exponentially more likely. Yeah, that's um, that's very likely to happen. So that's... We, we have no idea how long this is going to last. Mm-hmm. I think there's going to be a Stay Doomed production meeting in the next day or so. Yes. Uh, where we try to outline. And once we have more of that... It is very mm-hmm. late at night. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I think we'll pull back the curtain entirely right now. Stay Doom comes out on Wednesdays. Yes. Uh, the, the goal is to get it up at 5 p.m., uh, Eastern Standard Time is usually the where I kind of like try to get it to land. Uh, we usually record over the weekend. That was an impossibility. It is currently 11 p.m. Tuesday night. And we so, had already recorded this week's episode. Uh, we actually had to reset everything up and come back to record this. Mm-hmm. I also got some like very disappointing news that diverted a possible episode. Yes. Um, So we're going to continue to put out content. There will still be a weekly Wednesday Stay Doomed. Uh, This one's going to be extremely short uh, and has no clips in it. I know it's it's frustrating. Uh, But we will cover something. This is going to be a great opportunity for us to branch out and, and give you other wackiness. Maybe we'll cover a video game. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, One of the things I do want to get ahead of is we cannot do interviews. Uh, mm-hmm. Anyone we are interviewing would actually uh, be crossing a pick, like, would be considered crossing the picket line. Right. Because they would be promoting struck work. Right. So as much as I would love to get in touch with some cast members and do interviews, that is also not in solidarity. And as much as we want to have our fifth anniversary and do some mm-hmm. cool things... Uh, we may push some of that to our 200th episode celebration. Yes. And do what we can to still deliver content. Uh, but we want to stand in sol- solidarity with the Writers Guild of America and uh, the Screen Actors Guild. Yeah. One, one person I will promote that if you want to learn more about the strike, check out Adam Conover. Adam Conover is doing a fantastic job covering the strike. He's doing that on his YouTube channel. He's the guy from Adam Ruins Everything. He's also on the board of uh, Writers Guild of America. Right, I was getting to that. I was. I feel like that's not how people know him. <laughs> oh, I know. I just, uh, I was kind of just saying, like, he knows. Yeah. Uh, I've been following him, you know, when I can on YouTube, and, like, he's been filming shorts from the picket lines and all that good stuff. Highly recommend you check his stuff out for for more information 
that because I'm I'm just an idiot. And I'm I don't have a, all the information. Like I'm I said, learning a lot from learning an this. orange cat on the internet named Jorts. Jorts. Yeah, I follow a labor activism account uh, called at Jorts the Cat, and it is an orange cat named Jorts. But it's a lot of uh, labor activism mm-hmm. content. So uh, here's a, here's a question that uh, we have not prepared. And I'm going to ask Laura live on mic. You're horrible. Uh, so should we, while we're in the strike, should we change the title of the, the podcast for a while? So that we're not doing episodes of Stay Doomed to, to avoid hitting that 200 mile mark? You want to call it Tuned Out? So we're in a weird slot here. Because this, I, I feel like this is going to be a between the numbers stay doomed. Mm-hmm. This will not be a numbered episode. But our next episode, uh, to again, pull back the curtain. The quest was supposed to be this week and next week. It was eight episodes. We wanted to give it enough time. Mm-hmm. So it was going to be August 2nd was going to be the other. Or, yeah, August 2nd. Mm-hmm. That's how days work. August 9th, I had planned for it to be our fifth anniversary show because Mm. it would be our fifth anniversary of Stay Doomed. So I don't want to really change the name of the show until after that episode. (laughs) So I think what I'm going to try to figure out, Mm -hmm. um, this is is not a promise. Please do not take this as a promise. Mm -hmm. But I think what I'm currently figuring is... That the August 2nd episode is likely to be about the writer's strike. Probably the writer's strike of 2007-2008. Mm-hmm. Uh, because we can talk a little bit about the history and the shows that were heavily affected by that. And discuss what they were striking for at that time versus what they're striking for now. Okay. Uh, because back then it was a lot of... Uh, the birth of streaming rights and also like DVD rights. Mm-hmm. Now it's a lot more of streaming and the fight against AI. Yes. Because, you know, what year does Terminator 2 take place? I think, it's, I think it's past. Yeah, I, was I, think say, judgment, was, I think Judgment Day has passed. Yeah, I was when was Judgment Day? Because <laughs> uh, we're, you know, dealing with AI as an antagonist. Uh, prepare for a lot of stuff against robots yeah. in the next couple of years. Anti-robot. So that seems like a probable next episode for us. Mm -hmm. And then doing some sort of five-year retrospective. And then I think we could do a tuned out variant of Stay Doomed. I like Mm. that idea, but I I do want to get us to that five years. I was really happy with the title idea. (laughs) <laughs> that I was just like, ooh. Yeah, you okay. were so happy that you thought of a title. You were like, I am going to throw Laura under the I bus. I thought of it in the moment. I thought of it in the moment. Yeah, and I thought of a schedule and a solution. But like the the reason that we're doing it this way is like we did literally just find this out and we want to put out an episode. And we want to be honest with our community that listens to this to just understand that if this strike is something that is important to us. We have a lot of uh, friends that are writers and actors, and we want what's right for them. Uh, we consider ourselves writers and actors. Not enough to get in the union yet, but this is an important topic. My father was union. Um, mm. I was raised in a very pro-union household. Yeah. So Dad's union. 
Yeah, um, they were not in entertainment unions, but mm -hmm. uh, they were still union, and so we know the strength of labor and solidarity, and I, upon seeing this, I uh, started cursing a little bit, because I was like, oh no! <laughs> yeah. Uh, because I, I realized that this was going to create uh, a very weird couple of weeks minimum. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how long... The, I, I don't know how long the strike is going to last. No one does. No. Uh, I know films are starting to delay mm -hmm. uh, their release date, not only not only because of production issues, but some of them are delaying because uh, cast will not be able to promote. Yes. And with some films, they know the film may or may not be dead in the water. Mm -hmm. uh, with Barbie and Oppenheimer, uh, Oppenheimer is actually fascinating. I'm, I'm going to pad this out just yeah. a couple minutes longer. Uh, Oppenheimer, they pushed up the red carpet. We did not turn the air conditioner we off. We did not turn the air conditioner off. And you know what? Keep it. It's fine. <laughs> I want you to know how unprepared we were to record this because we got blindsided with this. We're really unprepared as I launch into uh, an anecdote about labor. <laughs> yeah. I are, uh, so they pushed up the red carpet of Oppenheimer's premiere in London uh, because Christopher Nolan knew and accepted that if a strike was called, a strike was going to be called during the premiere. Mm -hmm. uh, because the premiere was in London and therefore in a different time zone than L.A. And Christopher Nolan had to take the stage alone. Yeah. Prior to the premiere. They did the red carpet and then he said, everyone just left to make their picket signs. Wow. So uh, Barbie pushed up at its premiere mm -hmm. and managed to... Put Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling in that press junket mm -hmm. uh, as hard as they could before uh, the writers before the actor strike was called, and that's going to be the last of that we see for a little bit. We've already seen with Haunted Mansion, uh, they had Haunted Mansion, Phantom Manor, Mystic Manor employees from around the mm -hmm. world come in, as well as uh, Disney influencers. So. And then there's been a lot of conversation about, is that scabbing? Is, are these brand deals? So there's a lot of really interesting questions at work. For instance, it did not occur to me that our relatively small, doomed media podcast, I mean, one of the issues at hand is shows like The Quest being deleted. Yeah. Uh, I just read that, this is the stupidest thing, I haven't even told this to you off mic yet, HBO Max, or Max, whatever you want to call it this week, is removing Over the Garden Wall on August 31st. Mm -hmm. I mean... Noah, when does everyone watch Over the Garden Wall? In October. <laughs> they said this was the equivalent to taking Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and shooting him in the street on November 1st. <laughs> uh, I, I'm sorry, I don't have the Twitter account that tweeted that very funny observation in front of me. But I will say, it was not me. It was a very funny person on Twitter. I mean, we've lost so many other cartoons already. Like, remember when, what was it, Infinity Train went off? Yes. And there's the whole lost learning with Pibby thing that we did an episode on. Like, there's a bunch of stuff that, you know, once we lost physical media, uh, everything went to streaming. And now those who control what is streaming controls what will become legacy media. And that's terrifying. Yeah, and uh, there's been some conversations about the last cult classic mm -hmm. and how movies 
if you don't get a cult following quick, you might not get one. Yeah. I've seen a number of movies called The Last Cult Hit. Uh, for instance, Barbie is not a cult hit. No. Uh, Barbie's mainstream. Mainstream success. <laughs> um, you could make the argument that Mithrigan was a cult yeah. hit. Yeah. Or maybe Dungeons and Dragons. That's one I've actually seen cited specifically yeah. because it's it didn't do well in its theatrical release. Uh, but has been widely considered a pretty good movie. And that might be one of the last times that kind of movie is able to be discovered. Mm -hmm. And I don't love that. Yeah, I mean, like, one of my joys is that, like, when I was younger, uh, I had all the channels. Yeah, all the channels. All the channels. And when I would come home from school... I would just put on a movie and like whatever it was, horror, romance, comedy, drama. I was just like movie time and I just watched everything. And I have like all these like weird memories of these films that like no one knows anything about anymore. I believe there was a point where you had one that I tracked down. Yes, can, can we discuss that or? Um, I believe we're allowed to say the title, okay. but I, I don't think we can like watch and review. Okay, yeah, it was it was Let It Snow, which was a romantic comedy that had a cameo from Stephen Colbert in it, so it was burned into my brain. And it's not the one based on. Uh, there's a young adult book of the same name mm-hmm. that is a compilation of short stories by young adult authors. Maybe that's the we, we could probably uh, read a book. Yeah, we could read a book. We could try that. Yeah, we could read a book or something. Yeah, But, like, there's tons of movies like that that I... Like, One Night at McCool's. No one remembers that film. I do. (laughs) I have memories of it. So, like I said, I... Again, I don't know how in compliance this episode is going to be because we're still... Again, we're still trying to figure out. We're still learning. So if if anyone from the, the... the unions is listening, feel free to reach out and scold us and we will fix it. We want to stand in solidarity with everyone who's on strike for fair working conditions and not having your face scanned and losing the power to consent to what your image and likeness are being used for, as well as the ability to have an adequately staffed writer's room and being paid fairly in yeah. streaming revenue. Like, we... I, I've been looking into this a lot. We are in complete solidarity with the creative talent who are just asking for fair compensation for mm-hmm. their work. Uh, we're we're in this weird gray area of being a non-union podcast and wanting to do right by the people who have been mm-hmm. giving us what we've been doing this whole time. Yeah. So I, I will say, in short... That I know a lot of people are like, why do celebrities want more money? But in truth, 90% of the people who are part of the Screen Actors Guild cannot afford the dues just based off of their acting uh, uh, paychecks. Yes. Like, there's just not enough work for everyone to, to get by, let alone be mega rich. So, and a lot of actors make considerably less than you think. Mm-hmm. Uh, for every Leonardo DiCaprio that's pulling in $20 million for a film, uh, there's easily over 100 
even a series regular, I know an actress who was on the first season of 13 Reasons Why in a series regular role only made about $25,000 for the season. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've done extra work and my payment was a hat. That's not a joke. That's a reality. I worked on a TV show and I left with a hat. And I wish I still had that hat, but my dog ate it. So I don't have that court TV hat anymore. Uh, But unfortunately, if you're listening to this and you're like upset that we're doing this and, you know, you think it sucks, uh, understand that it does. And I understand that you're upset. And that's kind of the point of the strike. If this bothers you, support the Screen Actors Guild. Because this goes away when things become more fair. Like, it's not a strike for fun. It's a strike just to make things the way they should be. So, as soon as that happens, we'll be back. So support the Screen Actors Guild. Yeah, we we hope that the Screen Actors, SAG-AFTRA and the WGA get deals soon that work for them. And until then... We also hope whoever's outside making a lot of noise. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) This is what a rush episode... Here's another just behind the curtain. Usually, I'd edit all this stuff out and work really hard, but it is so late, (laughs) and this episode goes out tomorrow. Yeah, so this one's going to be a little rougher than usual. I'm actually looking down, and my laptop has a Frasier sticker of Roz holding up the side. Because there's a... Yeah. In an early Frasier episode, Frasier makes a note that says you're fired and holds it up to mm-hmm. the uh, window where Roz is. And Roz just holds up a sign that says I'm Union. Mm-hmm. And I have Roz holding up that sign on my laptop. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I want to make Roz proud of me. I want to make the nanny proud of me. Yeah. sag after is led by Fran Drescher. Yeah. And I don't want to make the nanny. Yeah, don't upset the nanny. Sad. And lastly, if you have an idea of what we should do in the meantime, please let us know because now's a, a real great time to experiment. Yeah, you can email us at the Stay Doomed Show at gmail.com and Facebook and Twitter at Stay Doomed. Until next time. Uh, if you have ideas, contact us at uh, Plus Two Comedy and uh, Glitter and Glow Tape on a. Uh, Blue Sky, because that's a thing now. Yeah, I'm, I'm at TV's Noah on Instagram, and uh, I'm on Blue Sky as well, TV's Noah. Yeah, so c- feel free to contact us over socials with uh, ideas for the next couple of weeks, hopefully. Well, we, I really hope this is resolved quickly and that uh, the writers and actors get fair. I've looked at some of the requests. They are so incredibly comically reasonable. Yeah. Uh, so I hope they get those things soon. Until next time, 